Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 495 of the JV Club with my guest, Suba Agarwal. I am laughing because I can't believe we're at 495. I got to be honest with you, I got zero official plans for episode 500. I am neck to eyeballs deep in work, and I just have not have not been able to put together something splashy. Um, that's sort of business as usual for me, I guess, with the podcast, but... I don't want anyone to think that I am not super excited that I'm edging towards 500 or that we won't figure something out. But in the interim, please enjoy this conversation with the wonderful Suba. I know you're going to enjoy it. I also... I'm just going to drop in a little reminder that SF Sketchfest is around the corner. The corner being the next couple of months because we start in January, uh, January 20th through February 5th. Lots of amazing shows, sfsketchfest.com. And I hope to see you there for some shows, my buddies. In the meantime, enjoy this episode with Suba. I'm feeling sleepy because that is not anything that anybody wants to hear when they're about to <laughs> It's more like I feel uh, soup drunk because <laughs> my sweetie just made some wonderful like wintry soup with like Ooh. kabocha squash and he handmade little like noodle and ground meat meatballs and turkey meat. Um, and it's, oh, that'll, that'll yeah. put you out. That'll I'll tell hibernate. You what, and it's like not, it's, it just turned noon. Um, and, uh, and like my enthusiasm was such that I was like, oh my God, like, of course, you know, it was good anyway. And then you're like, you're excited. I'm excited. And then I ate it. And then I was like, oh, um, <laughs> like, I hope I can focus thoughts and don't, and I don't just say stuff like broth. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how I do. You look like you're drinking something. Um, coffee. Yeah, yeah, I need smart, coffee. Smart opposite <laughs> of what I've done. And uh, maybe you should just leave the interview. This would be actually really good. Good for both of us. Where are you? Is it noon where you are too? I can't remember. Yeah, if you're I'm in LA. Season. Okay, nice. And are you feeling like uh, any sense of the season? Um it feels kind of like fall now, right? Oh, it's cold. It's yeah. cold as shit. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Let's not sugarcoat it. It got cold. <laughs> Again, I do a podcast with people who are in, um, like, the upper part of Michigan. No, the lower part of Michigan. But who, you know, I can't, like, I cannot say something is cold. I cannot <laughs> say something is cold because it's, like, below zero there. So It's wild. Yeah. You grew up in, do you grew up in Illinois? Yeah, I did. So I'm like, I'm familiar with... You've had the with, winters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're totally spoiled. You live in LA and it's <laughs> fucking cold. It's it's weird, though, because, like, you layer. So it's like when you're in those yeah. cold climates, you layer. Your house is set up to be warm. You have heaters, yes. your blanket. So it's like... Yes. It's, it's not openly like a- winter. It's openly yeah. <laughs> and out winter. So it's like I'm still cold. Like whether I'm in LA or Illinois, I'm cold. Yeah. yeah. No, you're totally right. There's something about the Yeah, there's something about the LA-ness where like even I you know, it was like 30 degrees the other night and I was going for a long kind of walk through the hills to like get, you know, my blood pressure up and like warm up and I but I was wearing like a knit cap cuz it was cold. My ears were cold. Yeah. 
And I felt like I got some looks. You would think that it would be the opposite where people in L.A. would be like, ooh, let's bundle up because we can't handle this. But there were still it was like being on a, you know, in a cold day in Michigan where people were still wearing like jean shorts and looking at me like, OK, stocking cap. No. I don't think so. This is L.A. You're like, no, but it's I don't I don't degrees. care. <laughs> I want to I will bundle up like the Michelin tire man. Yes. Just every piece of clothing. Yes. I can Yes. <laughs> yes. Were you, was that when you were growing up in Illinois, were you like consciously aware, like, I don't want to do this weather? Like, I don't, I think maybe well, this is it for me. For whatever reason, when I was like really young, like middle school or whatever, I would not wear winter clothes. Like, I would rip off my jacket. I was like the stereotype of a white man in the winter, where it's like just <laughs> cargo shorts, shoes. Like, I. <laughs> I refused to feel the cold. And then as I got older, I don't know, maybe I got weaker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Our but... circulation changes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're ladies. It's fine. Yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely get that. Um, and you, what what took your, like, do, were you, are you first generation born in America? Mm-hmm. Are you, I th- and I'm not asking that as a racist person. I'm asking that because <laughs> I believe I read that about you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so where did your parents come from and, and what settled them in uh, in Illinois? Uh, well, they came from India. And then I think they came to Illinois because we had a cousin that was already mm-hmm. here. So they were like, oh, we'll just come here and look for work. I think that's how like a lot of immigrants do oh, that yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where it's like, oh, somebody we know in this random. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it ends up populating an entire town in like a delightful way. Mm-hmm. And you have this like rich mixing of cultures and stuff. And then sometimes it's like two of my family members are here and us and that's it. <laughs> right. Which right. Sort of no. Depends. I mean, the suburbs of Chicago have like a pretty heavy Indian population. I think um, Devon Avenue used to be way more uh, popping than it is right now. Uh-huh. If I re- remember what my mom said. But uh-huh. Yeah, there is still, like, very heavy uh, Indian community there. (laughs) Yeah. And I also saw, and, you know, listen, it's part of, um, like, sort of what's out there about uh, you and your upbringing, but... When I, when you read as a person who doesn't know someone yet that their mother got told on, like, or you got told on to your mother by psychics... I mean, I can't... I mean, I'm not gonna... (laughs) I can't... Everything about that is, like, that's, like, you know catnip for me because I love being a teenager, weird parental relationships, wonderful parental relationships. And I'm totally fascinated by, you know, people who uh, are ostensibly psychic. Yeah, that was wild. Um, It was like some she like went to India to get my like star chart read or whatever. And um, which I was told is more common than initially I thought it was because I was like, okay. I was like, this woman's out of her mind. But then, like, some of my Indian friends were like, nah, nah, they do that shit. And I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> she, uh, I was like, you could have just asked any white woman in Los Angeles. Know, like, seriously. they have star charts here. <laughs> yes, they do. But, we all, we're required. We actually are required <laughs> to know how to tell everyone's horoscope. But, like, I guess it's like, because I was watching India and uh, Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. And, like, they do that shit, too. And they do, like, face reading or whatever, which my mom didn't do, thank God. Because I'm like, that's just a hair away from craniology. I just can't help but picture some weird dude (laughs) measuring your skull. Now, that feels old school. Yeah, but she went back, had my star chart run. And then, like, in the joke, I I say it as, like, a joke where I say, like, he told her I was a hoe. But, like, he said uh, I would go from husband to husband. That was the phrase. Oh, I know, no. which uh, doesn't bode well for my marriage, but what does he know? Uh, but 
my but mom. But also, is that like husband to husband with the implication that there's more to husband to husband to husband after that? Or is it just two husbands? I don't know. You know? <laughs> like, she'll go to oh, husband for husband. Like, okay, well, I guess she's going to have two husbands. But I feel like the way that's phrased, you sort of imagine that there's an ellipsis many, after it. And it's like, you're just going to cycle in and out, Elizabeth Taylor style. I, I can't. Like, I went through one wedding and that's enough for me for my lifetime. Uh, oh, wow. But- yeah. Yeah, it was why And my mom, like, uh, like came back home and was like, we have to have a prayer for you and all this. I was like, oh. fucking relax. I'm like, that's so crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, but I think the implication of husband to husband was your daughter is hoeing around, which uh-huh. like, I, I, I don't. I don't really believe, I'm not like a psychic person. So I was like, yeah, I mean, if you had guessed any first generation American Indian daughter, teenage girl growing up in America, yeah, she's probably doing some shit. So Uh like, (laughs) did you have to go to the stars or did you check Facebook? Like, it's just. (laughs) Right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think like. The also there's a whole thing that I'm also fascinated by, which is this idea, right, which is this idea of like psychics telling you something and then you like manifesting it yeah which is sort of the you know like cute psychic version of what we do to people when we're like you you this type of person is criminal as are criminals Mm -hmm. or drug dealers and these types of people who live in these neighborhoods tend to be like this yeah where you're just sort of like you're pounding the idea in that like and you know where I'm going with this is that like mm-hmm. I'm sure the last thing your mom wanted was for you to be like I guess I will then but like <laughs> I feel like that's what my response would have been like if my mom had said that to me my mom being a conservative ish yet bleeding heart liberal Mormon which is totally confusing in every way but so, like definitely was like questioning my choices and stuff I feel like she was she was like the bishop told me he had a conversation with God and you're gonna have you know too much premarital sex I would be like sounds <laughs> like permission you know I think at that point I was already, I wasn't like hoeing around, but I was like uh, dating-ish. And mm-hmm. that's like, uh, it was a huge no to my parents. Uh-huh. So that I was already doing whatever I was doing. So it's like, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother and he was like way more traditional than me. Uh, so like okay. he did everything the right way, was like never in trouble. And then for whatever reason, I just turned out like. I don't want to say way more Americanized, but like mm. in a way, yeah, like way more yeah. um, Western. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's because like with the second kid, the parents tend to like, you know, no, because they had they were helicopter parenting the shit out of me. I was going to say they kind of ignore <laughs> you, but no. <laughs> Can't even say that. What um, what kind of high school did you go to? Was it a public school, private school? Mm-hmm. Well, my parents, like, moved into a neighborhood specifically to go to this public school. So it's, like, it was intense. It's one of the best in the country. It was, like, hyper competitive. Uh, Super. I hated it. But (laughs) I think, like, uh, at any given time, there's between, like, four to 5,000 students, I would say. That seems big, right? Yeah, because my graduating class was, like, 1,100 or some shit like that. So, Uh yeah. Yeah, that's it was big. huge. And it was competitive. Was it mm-hmm. like, so it was academically competitive? Was it also like, and we have this great arts program and we are we have this huge football team and stuff like that? Was it just sort of I the all around sure. like golden school? I'm sure there was sports happening. You I... <laughs> sound exactly like me. Oh, I was like, can... I know we had a stadium. I think. 
I I know they're actually now that I'm thinking about it, I know that they had like good sports teams because I was not good enough to get on them. I did. Ah, <laughs> the memories are coming back. I did try to uh, get back into soccer and like be, get on the soccer team, but like I could not. It was like it was super competitive. So right. yeah, I'm sure it was probably the same for like football and volleyball and all that shit. Um, but yeah, it was weird. It was also like very. Um, I want to say, like, separated, which people have, like, mixed feelings about where it's, like, the AP or, like, college level, like, kids were taking college level classes. They all took those classes and, for the most part, hung out with each other. And then Mm -hmm. there was, like, people on different tracks just kind of stuck to their own. So it was, like, very isolated in a way, you know? Mm. I'm not sure that's good. Nerds should be bullied. That's how you avoid uh, Zuckerbergs, you know? Like, it's just... (laughs) We had to have our own little yeah. ecosystems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that you were up in the, were you hanging out with the AP kids? Were you, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, I was. But you, you, but you weren't feeling, like, were you sort of a good, a, a begrudgingly good student where you're like, look, I'm a good student. That doesn't mean I like school. Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it became my whole personality, unfortunately, <laughs> as much as I wish it didn't. Uh, um, but I'm sure I it was, was in your astrology. Don't worry. Yeah. It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> Um, I looked at, um, cause like I was very, very heavily bullied when I was younger. Um, yeah. and then like, I, st- I kind of had one teacher in middle school that I liked. So I actually tried in her class and did really well. And then my parents kind of cracked down after that where they're like, yeah, we know you're smart. So like, stop. Cause this is mm. about to go on your permanent record. Yeah. Whereas before that they were just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you. Do whatever you want. Um, mm. So I, and then when I did well in that class, it was also the first time I had gotten positive attention from my family and my classmates who wanted help from me. Oh, wow. So then like, it became this thing in my brain of like equating like academics with self-worth and positive attention. So it became everything where it was like kids would come up to me and like ask for help with their homework. And that was like, the first time anybody noticed me in a positive way. Hmm. That was, like, how I made my first group of friends was, like, these Korean kids who, like, were like, oh, we need help with this. And they're like, oh, you don't have any friends? Come hang out at our uh, youth group at church. And (laughs) that was, like, how I um, embarrassingly, the dorkiest sentence, like, I helped these kids with their homework and then I ended up (laughs) hanging out with their youth group. That's a wonderful (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. When you sort of, I'll say, came into your own in the way that that sort of took shape for you in high school, um, did you said that you were kind of dating and stuff. So how did that, like... Well, not in high school. That was more... Oh, um, okay. 
in college in oh, high okay. school i was like you know in the 90s everybody was like super mean to fat people and i wasn't like i wasn't even fat because i used to think of myself as a fat kid and then i'll mm. look back at photos and i was like i wasn't even fat. i was like these bitches were just super mean <laughs> like yeah um i was like chubby uh and then like i didn't i used to be I think I stopped being a tomboy in middle school, though. But I was still uh, chubby, and I didn't brush my hair, which was gross. Like, I was just, like, messy. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I think halfway through, I started... When I wanted to get back into soccer and shit, I started running again. And, like, the weight dropped off. And I started, like, actually trying to wear, like, nice clothes and brush my hair and shit. And it wasn't until, like, my senior year of high school where people were like, Oh, you're attractive. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. Like, one of my friends even, like, saw me and, like, saw was, like, I knew there was a pretty person under there. Like, and she was talking about me <laughs> brushing my hair out of my face. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, I was a fucking mess. Uh, I remember, and I think this was middle school, beginning of high school. It was, like, those big, big Steve Madden platform shoes were super oh, popular. yes, indeed. And I would constantly be tripping and like my ankles would be twisting because like I my feet roll yeah. in a little bit when I walk and those yeah, things yeah. are super unstable yeah so I'd be like and I, and I was a huge nerd so I'd be carrying all of these textbooks and then oh. I would trip and my books would go flying everywhere and like oh, people so called yeah. it the super radius where it would just be like yeah. a semicircle of shit <laughs> happening to other people because i definitely remember those shoes and i too like i enjoy a platform in that it is far more forgiving than a heel which i feel (laughs) that i'm in i like i just can't wear anymore somewhere along the line my body was like i'm going to reject this like it's poison but (laughs) but like platforms you know you're 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 like okay i'm fine like my foot is still sort of in the same shape it's supposed to be but i'm just like off the ground a little but if they are poorly made that is a recipe for ankle twists all day long. And yeah. so I like I feel like everyone should have been doing that. I'm sure when I wore those Steve Matten platforms, like I was dropping everything I was carrying and like hurting myself. So how did how did it just how did Suha yeah. get in, in the line of fire? I think I was just like it was so constant because <laughs> um, I have that foot pattern uh, where like your feet roll in when you walk mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah, or like you need like extra arch facial, support. Plancy, and... yeah, yeah. So I platforms are the opposite of that. So... Fair. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It was. You wild. need a platform that like is a little higher in the middle. Weirdly, like on the inside, it's higher. It sort of tilts your feet outwards. That'd be super weird. No one's saying I should become a shoe designer at all. Um, okay, so more, it was more in college that you started dating. Were you doing like theatery kind of performative stuff at that point, or were you kind of still? Were you sort of? Less I was doing stand up comedy. So you were doing stand in, yeah. in high school. You're telling me in mm-hmm. high school you're doing stand up. Senior of, year of high school. What a and badass! Get yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I would. Ne- I mean, I don't have that uh, impetus to do it now. I've never done it, but. To do it then, I don't, I mean, I just don't know. That's super impressive to me. It was, uh, it was weird because, like, I wasn't the funny kid. Uh, I think one of my friends, who was, like, this Russian chick with this long blonde braid, was like, eh, I see you more of as a clown than a comedian, which is, like, <laughs> such a fucking, like, of course, it was such a Maria thing to say, but it was so true because I didn't crack jokes at all. Like, I was yeah. very quiet and very weird, huh. and I got into comedy to, like, learn how to develop a, a personality, so. Oh, wow. You went all the way in to, mm-hmm. like 
I guess I'll have a material as part of my new personality. Mm-hmm. What was you, what were you writing about? Like what do you look back on those on those early stand up sets and go like, oh, bless. Or are you like, no, like I had it going on. Like I oh, God, wrote what so... I knew. And <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was fucking embarrassing because initially I started out as like a clone of the first comedian I saw who was Russell Peters. Oh, sure. And he, yeah, he does a lot of like Indian people are like this and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I was parroting that even okay. though I would growing up in like a very white area when I was like yeah. younger. And when we moved into the neighborhood with the high school, it was more diverse. But it was like, oh, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking. I'm just spreading false information. Right. Like I was just. Yeah. It was a but lot isn't of me- it hilarious false information. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It was a lot of me making fun of my parents and then a lot of, like, um, Indian jokes. And then eventually mm. I started, like, developing. <laughs> but that's amazing to have the... I mean, again, like, I grew up in a place where I don't think it, anybody was talking about young people doing stand-up. In fact, I I just realized, wow, this is the first time I'm realizing to this day, I don't think I know where to go see stand-up in Tucson, Arizona. Like, I don't <laughs> know where that is. Is there a comedy There's... club? It, I mean, I'm sure there's either like a brewery that does comedy or like a yeah, chuckle hut. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's a mil- the U of A is there, so there's definitely way, way, way many breweries. Mm-hmm. But as much as I was into comedy when I was younger, um, when I lived there, I, I was into like alt sketch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't yeah. have, um, in my mind, like stand up was still like it was well, like uncool. You know what I mean? You had to be like it wasn't punk rock enough, even though there was like super punk rock, That's... amazing. Like Janine Garofalo is not a like. <laughs> you know hey get a load of blah 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 yeah, but yeah. i just couldn't see that you know i think when i was younger i mean i still wouldn't call stand-up comedy cool <laughs> it's pretty cool uh, for a lot of us it's just kind of sad <laughs> <laughs> sad is cool sad sadness is cool sadness is real and cool Oh. But it's funny that you said that because I thought you had to be 21 to like do stand-up comedy yeah and then also um, that yeah i would think that too and then, like, a world history teacher of mine in high school was bragging about how he went to this all-ages open mic. He was, like, trying to seem cool to the kids. Oh. And then I was like, wait, there's an all-ages open mic? And that's yeah. when I found out about Pressure Cafe, which was the first place I performed at. And then from there, from he- talking to other comedians, they're like, yeah, you can go to this place. They don't card. Especially, like... 15 years ago, they were way more lax about carding, especially in Chicago. Yeah. Because I looked like a fetus. And I was uh-huh. walking in there with my high school backpack. I'm like, <laughs> nobody gave a shit. <laughs> I love that. The high school backpack is, you're like, and I would walk up with my backpack on and do my stand-up routine with my backpack on. <laughs> Just wanted everyone to know I'm a student. That would be amazing. Yeah, um, that's how little they get, used to give a shit, which is uh, very no funny. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I guess, like you always wonder, did something specific happen or did there just like cl- the climate of the culture change enough that everybody sort of went, wait a minute, maybe this isn't good. Yeah, I don't know when they started cracking down on that shit. I mean, I know in college I had ended up having to get a fake ID specifically to do comedy, which was annoying. I mean, that's, then- a, that's also <laughs> just great, though. You know, that's adorable to be like, yeah, I had a fake ID. What's up? Oh, to, God, to, was- do st- to do stand up. I should be clear. I was not... <laughs> I, was, I never like, used it to wasted. drink. It was just yeah. uh, this little thing I got in the back of a Pittsburgh hookah shop. <laughs> and it was like, 
okay. Like some places like knew it was fake and they would like, there was a bar in Pittsburgh that used to make me wait outside and do the X's on the hands and shit. Uh, and then, yeah, there were some places in New York I can never get into because they were like, we're going to take this ID if you try again. And I was like, uh, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, so you didn't, so when you were in high school, like in terms of maybe a, a lack of actual romantic um, encounters happening, did you have crushes on people? Did you like? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. This is like one of the most embarrassing things. You know, like, um, what is it? Turnabout? That's where you ask the dude out, right? Uh-huh. And, uh there was this kid in my physical class who I had like the biggest crush on and I was like, I'm going to ask him out. But I was like, hey, uh, Daniel, I have something to say to you. And he kept doing this jokey thing where every time I tried to start the sentence, he would walk away. Uh, and like, you know, because he was just fucking with me. Yep. He didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And then um, he was wa- halfway down the hallway and I was so frustrated that I just yelled it. I was like, Daniel, will you go to turn about with me? <laughs> and he turned around and the look up horror on his face is like scarred into my brain i literally did not wait for a response i just ran down the hallway and my friends were there and they had seen the whole thing and they were dying because i literally ran the fuck away i'm like i can see at the end of the story i'm fucking done yeah we never talked about oh he never it was just like great that we will never speak of this again it was understood like the look yeah. on his face it was like he watched somebody run over his dog i was like Ugh. i gotta get out of here i was like i can't no thank you dude i guess no one knows how to handle anything when they're younger so <laughs> i don't know i like i definitely had a friend who i had a huge crush on and he was almost too compassionate in the opposite direction you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. i remember calling him and being like you know do you, will you go out with me like are we and this is you know like sixth grade or something like will you be my boyfriend and i f- and my memory of it now is that he was like oh janet that's so-. like he was way too mature and way too like he had he, oh. has the, he had those parents that you never rebel against he just his parents were just awesome throughout mm. he there was never and everyone that he was friends with in high school like loved their his parents they were just the cool parents <laughs> and they weren't like letting him get away with a bunch yeah. of stuff they were just those kinds of people where you're like i want to go over and hang out with your mom oh. um and so it makes sense but i definitely feel like he was like let's talk about this like i don't want you to feel bad you know what i mean where you're like no i, I really want to get off the phone this is awful i'm a child like this doesn't feel good he's like hey let's sit down for some tea let's seriously sit down for some tea. he would say sit down for some tea it was too nice. It was too nice. And also, like, it also made me like him more. Do you know what I mean? That was not helpful. Yeah. Which I think is actually, like, that's sort of an interesting, like, in terms of straight relationships, it is it is a little bit of a role reversal because it was that sort of thing. You might expect more from, like, an empathetic girl who had been sort of taught that it was okay to express feelings or, like, talk about your feelings or whatever. Because that does seem like something that, yeah. you know, a boy would be like, can we, will we go out? And the girl's like, listen. <laughs> I would love to take you for tea. Let's just talk about this. I want us to stay close. Like, what's going on with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was always, like, hard to learn how to say no, especially as, like, a woman. Because you're like, oh, is this going to be murder? Like, I hope this is a murder. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard uh, yeah, to learn 100%. how to navigate. 100%. So when you were doing, like, when you started doing stand-up, uh, did your parents know that? Did they? No. Okay. I mean, yes and no, because they took me to my first open mic, and then they immediately were like, oh, absolutely not. Everyone here is a degenerate and a psychopath, which, accurate. So, they were me. You hate when they're right. Yeah, hate when they're right. I was like, you're not wrong. Oh, um, yeah. 
But I just snuck out of the house and did it anyway uh, and just kept doing it. Okay. And were were they, um, I guess, were they, like, relieved that you weren't, like, super makey-outy when you were a teenager? Did it feel like they were like, this is all going according to plan? No, I mean, because it's, like, expected, if that makes sense. Yeah. So... It's like, well, are you relieved your son didn't burn down the school? It's like, why would he do that? Like, that's how expected it was in their brain. Right. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. In other words, yes, it's expected that you're not going to. Yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. For a second, I thought you were like, oh, no, they were surprised because it was expected that I would. And I was like, no, that's definitely that she's saying the polar opposite of that. (laughs) Um, So you you were a fan of comedy. Um, You mentioned Russell Peters. Like, what else were you excited about were you a big tv person like did you love going to the movies was there music that you're like this band gets me you know <laughs> i i mean i enjoy that stuff but i was i would say i was a big art person like nice. i love drawing uh drawing and painting and like i almost went to college for that but then i was like i can't because i mean i had my parents in my head i was like oh i can't major in art and then also be doing sure. stand-up comedy i was like i need a backup <laughs> um but yeah no i loved it i love drawing i love painting i loved like fine arts yeah. uh so that was like my thing <laughs> that do was you still jam. do that no unfortunately i kind of like it's impossible to have time for that now yeah although um I see, like, some comedians who are, like, incredible artists and they'll, like, draw their own posters. I'm like, all right, fucking relax with the talent. <laughs> like, Where are you finding time to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that would probably be me. Um, so music-wise, do you say you had, like, what What are you, what were you listening to? Or were you listening uh, just, to sort of, like, what is everyone else listening to? Or? Uh, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. just, like, trash, whatever was, like, pop and, like, on B96 uh, in the okay. Chicago suburbs, if you know that station, that was uh-huh. uh, playing all of the latest hits. So it was just whatever, like, pop, hip-hop, like... Like, this I is didn't... what we all like, eh? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. You never know because, like, I, I I, can't tell you how many... I mean, it makes sense because they're in the in the entertainment industry, but, like, how many people are, like... Oh, I was so into musicals. Like I only listened to like Broadway musical soundtracks and stuff. And, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and I definitely like, was not. I was so not sophisticated. I feel like you have to have a parent who's into that shit. Yeah. To, like. And yeah. like I had very uh, immigrant parents, so I just had like my dad listening to little cassettes. And there was, like, some Indian chick singing in a pitch that was so high. Uh-huh. It was, like, what? I'm, like, is this a flute or a vocal cord? Uh-huh. And then, like, in a language I didn't understand. And, of course, when I was a kid, I didn't appreciate it. I was, like, shut that shit off. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put on in sync. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so I didn't have, like, that uh, influence. Because my parents were all listening to it, and I didn't speak Hindi. So it was, like, hard for me to get into the music they liked. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, my trait, my taste was very trash and not sophisticated at all. <laughs> oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hey, it's John Moe inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. 
but I want to get into this mash game with you. I like to play a mash game with all of my listeners, and I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested in this because I don't. There are some categories where like. Like I don't, I have absolutely no idea what you're going to say based on sort of the conversation that we've had so far. So, for example, like I love hearing from people what three movies they would jump into and just be in um, for the feel of that world, opposed to like mm. you know you're not reliving really the plot or anything. Um, what three movies would you pick? I'm dying to know. That I would jump into. Um, I mean, and you're in a safety bubble. Like if you want to go someplace where like bad things happen, some like if you want to go to the Matrix. You're not going to, like, get killed. Oh, I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, we got to go Matrix. Um, I also... Uh, up. <laughs> You're going to make me cry just thinking about that movie. <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> and then, uh, what's a third one? I think everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's kind of a combination of the two, actually, in a way. Like, the first two, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... The heart, but also the like martial arts well, yeah, radness and ra- yeah, cool. <laughs> the, the the this world is completely magical in a way. Uh, so that's the first I think time I've tried to actually write the entire thing on a tiny line. <laughs> mistake, huge mistake. Um, okay, give me three foods that mm. in this reality maybe you know you just can't eat with the same enthusiasm and not getting sickness that you could when you were little, uh, like just eating a huge bag of M&Ms. But it could also be like, I don't eat beef in this reality, but in the alternate reality, that's not an issue because beef isn't beef. It's like, you know, safe and great or whatever. It's what I would want to eat, basically. Yeah, and you can have it. And it's not the only thing you're going to eat, but it's if you could have three things that you could just have at the snap of your fingers um, whenever you wanted, that's that. Okay. I would say uh, pizza... Like great pizza, great. Um, not even a question. Uh-huh. Um, so pizza. Um, Agreed. Cheesecake uh, okay. with some type of chocolate mixed into it. Ooh, yes. And um, mutter paneer, which is oh, an okay. Indian yeah, food. Yeah. <laughs> Any paneer, I'm pretty on board for. I don't think I've Amazing. met a paneer I didn't love. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next one. Listen, this is mash. We're going to have some romance. <laughs> uh, three people. I, they can be from any age, any era. Doesn't matter. Um, cartoons, video game characters. Mm. I don't care. But three people that you would like to have, you know, long term or short term, kind of sexy, sexy times romance with in this alternate universe. Oh, boy. That's rough. Oh, duh. Okay. So this guy's from an anime called Black Clover. Uh huh. Um, his, <laughs> his name is Yami. So that's one. Great. Who else? There's got to be somebody weird. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, if it can be anybody, why not be it somebody can be anybody. weird? You know? Yeah. Um, when you say weird, how what 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 are you imagining the weirdness to be? Like just a uh, total weirdo, or like uh, you wouldn't Looney see Tunes. this coming, but like a Looney Tunes character. Uh-huh. Where I was like, I don't yes. want to sleep with any of those people. <laughs> I got to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. Uh, everyone listening uh, who's listened to the podcast a lot knows this, that every once in a while, and it happened again recently, spontaneously, someone will say Robin Hood, the fox from the Disney Robin Hood. Like he is by far the most anthropomorphized, like cart. You are an animal. <laughs> you are an animal man. And you have done something very special to a lot of women <laughs> because... <laughs> And gay men. He's like, he's, I mean, I hate to say he's a fox, but maybe that's where the term comes from. 
<laughs> I love I love that's so funny. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. I'm gonna I know this is corny, but I'm gonna put my husband in there just uh <laughs> so Sean. We're gonna put Sean in there. And Great. then probably why not um Thanos? Great. Great. <laughs> He's a big bad. He's definitely a good big bad. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, fantastic. All right, next category, let's do three. I'd love to hear like three alternate universe jobs. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it forever. We're going to assume that all the shitty stuff about every job because every job has something shitty. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sort of pull that out. But um, it doesn't even have to be something that you're doing full time. But three sort of alternate careers uh, that you would like to try on in this MASH world we're making for you. And why? Uh- uh, marine biologist, because uh, I think sea shit in the sea is very cool. <laughs> as scientific as that is. Um, no, I absolutely think you should sell a t-shirt. Uh, it's true. <laughs> You're going to try to tell me that people who want to be marine biologists don't also want to be badass and don't want to wear a shirt that's like, yeah, shit in the sea is cool, y'all. <laughs> Those creatures are so wild. Every time I go to an aquarium or something, I'm like, wow, this is wild. Um, yeah. I also, I mean, my jobs are literally what a three-year-old would say, uh, paleontologist. Uh, I, I don't know. If you say firefighter, maybe, or like rocket <laughs> designer, but uh, or astronaut, let's see. I freaking love dinosaurs, so for sure, paleontologist. And then the last one, now that you mentioned space, is actually astrophysicist. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I did. I really liked physics uh, when I was in high school and shit. So, and like space is cool. It's like uh, also well, there's cool shit in space. It's like a cool sky shit ocean. In the ocean. Very cool. Yeah, you know? <laughs> cool shit in the past, aka in the ground, mm-hmm. uh, aka fossils. Uh, no, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I don't I, I didn't take physics. Um and I feel like because I was one of those kids who was like give me the bare minimum of math. Like how little <laughs> math can I get away with? But I'm kind of sad because like I didn't take astronomy in in mm. college. You know what I mean? There's some stuff yeah. where I'm like I feel like when you strip bare and just do the bare minimum of math, you actually miss the way math connects to the universe and that's yeah. the most cool part about it so i feel like i i should have just pushed through because then i would have you know had i gotten to phys- physics i would be like oh now like algebra doesn't bother me so much because yeah. like this is cool you know i was like forced to like be good at math at first i sucked at it because i thought it was super boring but then like it was like oh my mom's gonna murder me if i don't figure out uh-huh. this polynomial good incentive good incentive so- I like pushed through it being difficult to me and then it became super simple. It was like this weird mm. mental hurdle. Yeah. And I oh, was that's like so interesting you would say that. And it's very encouraging. Anybody yeah, listening? and it's like I wish I wish it was like I mean, this is a terrible thing to say. I mean, I don't know, but I wish it was forced on more children. Yeah. No, <laughs> I wish I more kids were sense. like pushed because like also just looking around at society as a whole, I'm like, oh, nobody understands how science works. Like this should be like a basic requirement for a functioning democracy. Yeah. This is wild. Uh, yeah, I sort of feel yeah. like sorry, I just got uh it's I keep thinking that it's gonna stay cold in here and um, <laughs> it absolutely does not because there's oh, no circulation. Fire uh airbender shirt. Got to get that. into yeah, I'm gonna do I'm doing a I'm 
well, listen, as a marine biologist, potentially you'll appreciate this, but uh, I'm going to I just started a Save the Manatees uh, fundraiser because Appa is part uh, manatee. So I'm sort of using and I host this show um, about Avatar uh, with Dante Bosco. And so we're going to do like, you know, a little campaign and try to raise some money. And so I'm going to shoot a video for it. Once you and I finish, I got, you know, I'll do a little something, something. So I was like, I just layered on all this uh, Lost Airbender stuff. I look like a child. Between my like uncombed bangs and like (laughs) an Avatar hoodie, I'm a child. I also have Converse on because a friend sent me a pair of Converse uh, for like a short film. She's like, break these in. So I have like bright yellow, like, oh, what time? When do you have to be to school today, Janet? So it's appropriate. As long as you're not holding a pack of Lunchables and wearing overalls, I think you're golden, you know? Lunchables does sound good. Fuck you, Sue. Fuck you, handmade delicious Thai soup. (laughs) They're so good, though. They really are fun. It's the salt. I'm telling you. You, when you're a kid, especially, like, when your palate is, I mean, I think that's literally true. And I say that as a person who knows nothing about human anatomy and child development. But (laughs) I do feel like part of your palate is like, you know, you love like I could have just lived on candy and like chips and sort of did for a while. Um, (laughs) Yeah. When when you're a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Shrugs. (laughs) Loosens collar a little bit. I hear the rustling of some wrappers in the distance. (laughs) No, no, I can't see him. It's fine. Um, I dropped my pen. Uh, Okay, I love these choices. Also, yeah. I I mean, I'm really glad that that came up, this idea of kind of pushing through that mental block, because I do feel like I had that mental block and I never pushed past it. And I wish I do wish I would have. Maybe I'll take intro to astronomy. You should. I also feel like and I'm this is I'm not saying anything new here, but I do feel like there was a lot of stuff that came my way in high school that I I don't remember that I would serve me very well to know. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, 100%. I, yeah, like, oh, I sort of wish, like, there are high school classes. I mean, I guess that's podcasting now. It's like, oh, do you want to learn about a thing? Like, you can sort of take a course just by listening to a really good podcast about it. So that's helpful. Yeah. Listen to a lot of history podcasts. I'm like, oh, do you guys know this? And they're like, yeah, that's basic world history in high school. <laughs> Have you heard of the Great War? <laughs> Okay, there's this thing called Mesopotamia. Uh-huh. Have you guys- Mesopotamia. No, not ringing a bell. Not <laughs> ringing a bell. Um, okay, that being said, now you've got me going. Three places and times in history that I can send you back to in a safety bubble anywhere in the world, anywhere in time. If you want to see the dinosaurs, you're not going to get trampled by a dinosaur because mm. you're in that bubble. So um, three, uh, any place in time. Uh, one would 1,000% be... Uh, dinosaurs uh have to see that um two would just be the early 2000s because (laughs) i remember enough shit about the future to like totally scam it like back to the future (laughs) just invest it done y'all yes (laughs) start a youtube channel when it first comes out like i would game the system so hard yes um invest in bitcoin before it all went bust (laughs) yes oh bitcoin um so the early 2000s to cheat at life and then i would also say oh shit there's like so much cool stuff that was going on (laughs) would oh i would want to go back to ancient egypt to see the pyramids get built (laughs) yes 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 okay wonderful um all right uh next category let us do I mean, you brought it up when you brought up Thanos and being a superhero. Give me three uh, superpowers that you would like to have. 
optional immortality. Uh, <laughs> I can like, turn it on when I need to know I'm not going to die. And then or, I can sort of know I could die if I want to. I yeah, because I'm like, living forever could be a curse. So. I love <laughs> optional immortality is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> you gave yourself the best, like, out, literally. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> great. So there's for sure that. And then you don't need health insurance, which is such a relief. Um, oh. <laughs> so definitely that. But I watch would... out because you don't want to be like death becomes her where it's like you're going to live forever. But if you break a leg, that leg never heals. Oh, no. I don't God know if you've knows. seen that movie, but no. it's, oh, you've got to see it. It's a real gem. Um, it's wild. It's like Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Oh, wow. And like Isabella Rossellini plays this sort of like she's the person who's like, I have a potion. Um, and they they take these this potion. But then when shit happens to them, like it's unfixable. But you're also oh, not going to die. And it breaks bad super quick. But it's very funny. It's very I've funny. got to watch recommend. that. That's yeah. wild. Recommend. <laughs> OK, so we're going to make sure that optional immortality does not include you like twisting your neck around and then walking, having to walk backwards. Hell no. life. Uh, OK, next one. Uh, transportation, like teleportation is what I'm. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Especially paying for rent in L.A. Oh, my God. Could you imagine paying like rent in uh, Utah or some shit and then just teleporting? Uh, oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> This is good. Uh, this is going to come in handy for my next. These category. are all superpowers people in their thirties would pick. By the way, I'm uh-huh. like, <laughs> how can I get rid of uh, healthcare and traffic? <laughs> That's um, so true. You're like, and to have amazing lungs where it doesn't matter how <laughs> shitty the air is, I'm just breathing in pure oxygen. Exactly. And by that immortality, I'm talking <sighs> about like Wolverine immortality, yeah. where that shit's all fine, yes. or Deadpool immortality. Hundred percent. Um, yes. So that teleportation, and then the third one. Oh, the third one's going to be rough. I would say hmm, it's between flying and super strength. I would say super strength because I, like I am. Um, I mean, I lift weights, but I'm still very physically weak, and that's annoying. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you really have to. You you when you realize when you see like Marvel movies and people start revealing more about what that training is like, that you're like that is your full time job. Like yeah. your full time job before you do something like that is only to be thinking about what you wish you were eating, not <laughs> be eating that, and then be working out and constantly Bro, eating. Hearing about what Natalie Portman went through for Black Swan was fucking Ugh. wild. Yeah, it was just oh which my is God. also like yeah. just the life of a ballet dancer in general I know. sounds awful. <laughs> You know, truly. <laughs> Goodbye, toes. Goodbye. <sighs> I, love, I mean, I have so much admiration for it. But that is a true example of like a thing that is that has been designed to look effortless that costs mm-hmm. your body so, so crazy. Much, you know, it's so crazy. <sighs> Did you ever do that? Do you ever take ballet? No, I took a uh, traditional Indian dancing, Bharatanatyam, but yeah. it was like I would get bored and go off beat, and then my dance teacher would threaten to lock me in a closet, and I just lost that's interest. A <laughs> big no, thank you for me. I know that's that, the, was, that was like the best go to is like I will lock you in a closet. Yeah, and then like because the whole thing is like um, I don't know how to explain it. There's like a squat that you do when you're mm-hmm. like dancing, mm-hmm. and so and you have to stay low enough, and so her whole thing was like I'm gonna make could go in the closet and then squat with a st- stick in between your legs until you like focus and like all the other indian kids would be laughing but i was like i think she's serious like uh, i was <laughs> did it it's so never one no one ever took her up on that was like scared enough that they actually took her up on it yeah i don't think she ever did that to any kid <laughs> i was just a constant really threat 
Yeah, yeah but I was like, uh, this is terrifying. I don't want to do this. No and this is joke. Yeah. And the Ugh. dancing, it's really beautiful, especially when you get to the more advanced stuff, but it is very slow and rhythmic. Yeah. And I just did not have the attention span for it. I was like, I, what if I throw in a twirl? And she was uh-huh. like, stop it. <laughs> That's totally how I would be. 100% <laughs> how I would be for sure. I'd be like, what about when I move across the room real quick like this? You know? They're like, no, you need to do something else with that energy. Um, okay, super strength, love it. All right, speaking of teleportation, even if you don't get teleportation as a superpower, <laughs> we still have the ability to teleport you to and from a vacation home that you have. Ooh. So three places in the world where you know you don't have to sit on a plane to get there. We're just going to send you there. Uh, could be a big city, could be like, you know, island, whatever you want, three. Um, okay, I've like, ugh, if I had traveled more, I'd have such better answers, but we're just gonna do this. Okay, you so can, I think it'd be places you've never been that you've just heard are amazing, also. Um, okay, so one is um, New York, just because I love living there, so I always want the it would be nice to just Absolutely. always have the ability to be there and um, always have the ability to be like, and now I'm good and like just peace yeah. out real quick and not have to like go to JFK. <laughs> I know it's like oh yeah. um so sorry what the six train is down uh yeah. no thank you <laughs> exactly um so New York and then Mumbai uh India because I I always wanted to spend more time there but like anytime you go to India the flight is so long it's like and it's expensive oh. you have to spend two weeks there to sure. like make it worth it but then sure. it's like as an adult who has the ability to take off two weeks you know what i mean yeah yeah i totally get <laughs> so that. so hard um so i would love the ability to transport to mumbai and then just experience what it's like to live there outside yeah. of my visiting my cousin's living room so that would be nice um beautiful so definitely mumbai india and then the third would have to be i want to say oh i'm in between tokyo which i've never been to and hawaii uh it's which I've also never been to, yeah. and I know Hawaii is uh, not. <laughs> I know it's not a city; it is a state. No, um, no, no, no. That's but no, but I, I get it. I was just. I guess say, Honolulu. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could say I that. I mean, the question: what I what I enjoy and what I think I would also do is, I mean, I tend to, I don't tend to be the person that's like, just give me, you know, a, a like a beautiful hut on stilts at, on a beautiful white sand beach in in Mali or Bali or yeah. you know Indonesia or something like I want to go there but that's not the place I would always want to be able to go back to I would that's choose a different true. city I would choose a city but that's what you've done you've you've picked Mumbai you've picked New York City like I would probably throw London in there um just in terms I've of like I've never been but I'm like I don't know great. if I because they're always like oh and it's rainy and foggy and I'm like yeah oh. <laughs> I mean I've been there a few times and it just depends on the time of year like you could mm. definitely be like and I will be in uh, London in the summer when it doesn't rain any, it, that much <laughs> and when I again can just peace out and teleport um I hope you get there. It's a it's a really fun city that I only kind of fell in love with, like, in a real way this last year. Even though I've been yeah. there before, I was like, yeah, London's fine. Um, but for some reason this last time, probably because it was one of the first places I went, like, after, you know, I mean, I had been traveling. Yeah, yeah. To go someplace internationally. Yeah. I'm not realizing right now that it was like, like, <gasps> like I'm across <laughs> the ocean again, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. But Oh, okay, wait. So it's I'm gonna But say you said Tokyo, Honolulu or Tokyo. Honolulu Tokyo or... also f- amazing and Honolulu wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You can't lose. You can't right. lose. Okay. I'm gonna say Honolulu just to mix shit up. Great. <laughs> great, great, great. Then you have a little bit of city and then you have just a beautiful mm-hmm. island uh of, of wonderfulness. Okay. Okay, and then final category. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um 
I'm trying to think of anything that like I'll wish I would like you know I'll be like oh no and then I realized I should have asked that this is where I really put the pressure on myself (laughs) um I would love to I mean how how are you with music now is it a big part of your life is it like do you have bands that you love and like singer songwriters or that's not I mean I enjoy music and I have artists I like but I'm not like a huge oh art oh my god art sorry now I'm realizing yes okay I've got it three artists from any era, any time that you can collaborate on something with. And you don't even have to know what that looks like yet. But if you know that you love Degas and you want to, you know, like somehow mm. you and Degas cook up some amazing piece of beautiful collaborative art. So three artists that you would love to work with. Do they have to something. be visual artists? Not or at they all. Just be... Okay. Not at all. I would probably pick writers. Yeah. If I'm Love. being honest, Love. that's um, perfect. And I'm that's <laughs> I, art, baby. I only know a handful of their names, so this is going to be bad. Uh, but <laughs> I you only say, have to know three. You're golden. <laughs> um, whoever the directors are that wrote everything, everywhere, all at once. I forget. Oh their, yeah, those that pair of dudes. Yeah, um, yeah them because i think they're amazing writers no they absolutely doing. are and i also have absolutely no idea like all i want to say is michelle yo over and over and over I know. again and that's that's not that doesn't apply i mean it applies but it doesn't apply gonna... everything everywhere all at once it's very all you have to type in is every and every and that's the first search that comes up by the way uh uh the daniels daniels Kwan the daniels, and Shiner. Yes. yes okay that's what's confusing because you want to make their last name the same but it's the daniels Great. Okay, so we got them. Um, and then I would say um, one of the writers from Coco. Uh, oh, I'll just pick one. Yes. So Adrian Molina. Why not? Yes. And then uh, maybe like a comedian because yeah. I guess that's what i done. <laughs> maybe Wanda Sykes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Total badass. Fabulous. Okay, let uh, let me do this. Let me get a word from you that you think helps sort of describe like what you what you want this weekend to look like for yourself. What I want this weekend to look like, or like um, a feeling that you would like to have, like during the weekend or something. Uh, hopeful. Great. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay, I am going to come up with your one hundred percent guaranteed mash. Hell yeah. universe and uh, this is a wonderful time for you to tell people where to find you what you're working <laughs> on we didn't get a chance to really get into it this yeah, is yeah. your this is a great opportunity to uh get everybody on board and over to where your wonderful projects are um yeah you can find me at the letter s s comedy.com and uh you can find my album dog show there uh, I also have a web series called Downward Mango that you can watch for free. So definitely download my album, watch the web series, uh, tour dates, social media, all of that is on there. Um, so that's where my, and if you want to look me up directly on social media, just search my name, S-U-B-H-H. But again, s-comedy.com has all the stuff. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Okay, give me a couple more seconds and then mm-hmm. I will have what I'm already excited about what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, don't worry, we'll cut out all my hemming and hawing. Okay. I'm so excited. If you told child me that I would still be doing mash when I was this old, I would be like, "Ew, what? Why do I? Why do I suck?" And yet, I love it. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Okay. All right. This is good. This is good. Okay. Great. All right. Uh, I first want to congratulate you. Look, everything. If you were ha- if you were living in a great area of New York City, you're in an apartment. What are you in a house? Mm-hmm. No, you're in an apartment. Even the houses are apartments. Like mm-hmm. I got to go to the Dakota once, and I was like, "This is a mansion. This is a one mansion inside a building of mansions." It was <laughs> insane. Like my brain doesn't. When I hear apartment, I like you know. Yeah. I, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many, like, fabulous apartments I see on television. I'm still like, that's not an apartment. That's a castle. Come on. You have a beautiful apartment in New York City. You oh, have a beautiful yeah. can teleport there uh, in New York City. Uh, you also have uh, the ability to jump into the Matrix. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Extremely cool. Uh, there, listen, in the Matrix, as we know, like, reality is, is able to be manipulated anyway. But there and in your regular life, super strength. Alert, alert, super yes. strength. Yes. Super strength. Uh, some <laughs> of that, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess like you're going to burn a lot of calories with your super strength. You're going to need to be replenished. One of the things that you can have whenever you want is uh, your the delicious mature paneer, Hell which yeah. <laughs> is uh, so good. And uh, you also have the ability to, and this is now, look. <laughs> you're going to take advantage of it. No one's going to say you're not. You made it very clear that when you head back to those early 2000s, you're going to be yes. moving and shaking. There's going to be a lot going on. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I don't even know. Like, ha- I think it's almost like, yes, you're a paleontologist and you're very passionate about your work, but you're not doing it to survive, which is why you're able to, like, really invest in the 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 significance, the historical significance, the scientific significance, significance of it, because you all you like also invested in Apple. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. you're fine forever. You're fine forever. <laughs> um, you also uh, are going to be collaborating with uh, Adrian Molina on something. Uh, oh, cool. One of the marvelous, marvelous creators of Coco, which is utterly magical. And um, I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, but you are experiencing all this with your own beloved husband. He made the leap Aww. with you into this alternate universe. <laughs> And there you are together. And I think, realistically, you know, like, Yami and, and, and Thanos, they're going to scene steal. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, they're going to make it all about them. <laughs> Instead of this this wonderful adventure that you get to have Especially with Thanos, who's going to be trying to kill half the population. He's going to be snapping his time. fingers, flipping coins right and left. No good. <laughs> um, Supa, this is uh, a wonderful match. I feel very, very excited for you. Um, and yeah. I hope that you have a, a fantastic weekend it was a weekend full a hopeful feeling about the weekend i want all of that to come true exactly as you want it to and uh everybody i hope that you will check out uh, all the rad stuff that's happening um in your world uh thank you so much for doing the podcast thank you for having me this was really fun yeah bye everybody talk to you next week The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, you're number one. We could save kittens from trees. Or lunch on skyscrapers. Bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.